Today's episode of First Look ETF is brought to you by the New York Stock Exchange, the home of ETFs. To hear from experts across the ETF market, visit homeofetfs.com. NYSE has sponsored this production by ETF Guide LLC for illustrative, informational, and educational purposes only, without regard to any particular investor's objectives, financial situation, or circumstances. NYSE neither represents nor warrants the accuracy or correctness of any of the statements in the production, which has been independently assembled by ETF Guide LLC and with whom sole editorial control rests. NYSE makes no recommendation as to possible benefits from any securities or trading strategies, and this production is not a rec- recommendation, offer, or solicitation of an offer to buy or sell any security or engage in any trading strategy. Prior to the execution of a purchase or sale of any security, you are advised to consult with your own advisors. Hello and welcome to the January episode of First Look ETF. I'm Stephanie Stanton with ETF Guide. A warm welcome to 2024. This is our first episode of the year and a brand new season, season four of First Look ETF. We are so excited about it. It is great to have you with us. Coming up on today's program, we'll examine a newly launched ETF that targets international stocks with a value investing approach and a new fund hitting the NYSE that showcases a unique income strategy geared toward high-income seekers. Plus, we'll examine a new ETF that invests in the commodities market. But first, to kick things off, as always, we've got Douglas Jonas, head of ETFs from the NYSE. Hi, Douglas. Happy New Year. Great to see you. Hi, Stephanie. Happy New Year 2024. I'm sure it will be a new year, new us. But what won't be new is that the New York Stock Exchange will remain the home of ETFs. And First Look will remain one of the best shows that people could watch to find out what's happening in our industry. Yeah, thank you so much. We're so excited about season four. Okay, let's begin, as we always do, with the latest update on ETF launch activity. How are we looking? Yeah, December closed out an amazing year, right? Just December alone, very busy. 56 new ETFs raising $1.6 billion in new assets under management. But look, 2023, it was really a historical year for ETFs. A record 537 ETFs launched with just about $600 billion in net cash flow coming into our industry. And that surpassed a lot of expectations for the year because most of the year really wasn't going all that well. And yet we crossed a number of different thresholds and a lot of people are really excited moving into next year. Yeah, you know, as you said, so many records broken last year. We also have more history being made, um, the launch of spot Bitcoin ETFs here in the U.S. markets. What does this mean for investors and financial advisors? Yeah, look, the New York Stock Exchange for 231 years has been at the center of innovation, and that hasn't changed. As you mentioned, today was the very first spot Bitcoin ETFs traded here at the New York Stock Exchange. Our innovation is not ending. Uh, We are very excited, and you're going to hear about it in the show today. We're very excited to see what we're seeing, which is broad growth across the industry. A lot of people don't realize last year, about 35% of all cash flow went into fixed income. We're seeing innovation in income. We're seeing innovation in in international names, options markets. These are just a few of the things we're seeing. And we're really excited about 2024. You're going to hear a lot about it in today's show. Yeah. And speaking of 2024, as the year unfolds, what are other ETF trends that you guys are taking a look at? 
Yeah, we're watching a lot of different pieces. First and foremost, ETF conversions are going to continue to grow. Last year, over $13 billion converted directly from mutual funds and SMAs straight into ETFs. And by the way, the NYSE floor, bringing ETFs down here to the New York Stock Exchange historic floor, that is really starting to pick up. Already, the, in, we're only a couple weeks into the year, we've had nine ETFs move down to the floor, and we have two more scheduled for later this month. So we're going to continue to see ETFs kind of go back to the future with respect to human trading alongside best-in-class technology. You can read all about it and learn all about it on our websites, or you can go to ETFcentral.com. We do a deep dive on all the data and show the, the improvement in liquidity that the New York Stock Exchange can help for all ETFs. So much excitement. Uh, we're looking forward to see what the new year brings. Thank you so much, Douglas. It is great to have you with us, and we'll see you soon. Thanks, Stephanie. And just a quick reminder to watch First Look ETF on Amazon Fire TV and Roku. We also simulcast First Look ETF on iTunes, Spotify, Amazon Music, and other major podcasting platforms, so be sure to check us out. For some investors, finding undervalued investment opportunities in international markets might seem like a daunting task. But a new ETF from John Hancock with a hands-on approach and a disciplined framework promises to do the heavy lifting. Here to tell us more is Josh Jones, CFA Portfolio Manager at Boston Partners. Hi, Josh. It's great to have you with us. Hi, Stephanie. Thanks for having me on. So the John Hancock Discipline Value International Select ETF, and that ticker is JDVI, recently joined the ETF lineup at John Hancock. And rather than taking a broad index approach to investing in international stocks, JDVI uses a highly selective screening strategy. Tell us more about it. Yeah, so Boston Partners is an institutional quality active equity manager. Uh, we're, we're, we're effectively fundamental value investors, and we've been in, investing in the international market since 2008 uh, and, and successfully. In, in 2018, we started incubating a fund uh, that really focuses on applying our philosophy really to the large and kind of mega cap spectrum of the international equity market. So this is you know, finding undervalued businesses that are higher quality and that, that should compound over time. Uh, that that strategy's had a very successful track record, um, and when when you kind of apply it to the international markets, generally what we find is value investing works. Um, but when you go to the big indexes, a lot of companies that are well represented tend to be value traps. So there's just a more selective opportunity set, uh, and it's it's really kind of fit nicely into an active ETF. And when you're talking about these international markets, what are some of the top countries or regions where JDVI is allocated to? And then what are some of the fund's top holdings? Yeah. So when we look at it, just in terms of sectors, we've had a pretty healthy representation of industrials over time. You basically have some world-class industrial businesses in Europe and Japan. Uh, and really, because they're listed in the non-U.S. markets, they're sub substantially cheaper than you see of you know, comparable industrial businesses in the, in the U.S. market. You know, businesses like Siemens. Uh, we also like some metals and mining uh, investments. And, and generally speaking, more of the metals and mining companies are represented, uh, you know, Canada, the UK, Australia. Um, I just think you know, when you look at the world right now in terms of some of the electrification trends, we are extremely undersupplied in copper. Uh, and just in terms of where, you know, copper demand could be in the next kind of 10 to 12 years. Uh, and some of the better opportunities uh, within the copper space are in the non-U.S. markets and represented in the fund. Um, and then just regionally, we do like Japan. And, I, you know, Japan's been a market that's been kind of, 
you know, maybe overlooked for a while. It's, you know, value investors have come and gone and talked about it for, for quite a while. But finally, we're starting to see corporate reform. Uh, and, and, and a lot of the Japanese companies that we own are, are talking more about, you know, shareholder friendly activities. And that's quite exciting. And that's well represented in the fund as well. So how do you see this fund being used by investors and financial advisors? Yeah. So, I mean, I think if you look at your financial advisor spectrum, I mean, uh, the, the non-U.S. marketplace in general is less familiar. So oftentimes they're willing to kind of outsource active management, if you will, uh, to, a, to a firm like Boston Partners. Uh, but obviously, increasingly, they, they want really tax efficient strategies. So this should be a pretty nice blend where we're selectively picking what we think are the best companies in the international equity space uh, with some of the tax advantages uh, that you get with a, with an ETF. Josh Jones, Boston Partners, thank you so much for joining us here on First Look ETF. It's great to have you. Thanks, Stephanie. Commodities are a frequently neglected asset class within many investment portfolios. The oil market represents one of the most important groups within the overall commodities market. Well, here to discuss a new ETF that targets the oil market is Edward Rosenberg, head of ETF and fund management at Texas Capital. Hi, Edward. It's good to see you. Hi, Stephanie. Thanks for having me on. So the Texas Oil Index ETF, ticker OILT, O-I-L-T, is among your firm's latest ETF launches. Now, the fund has a unique strategy for investing in the oil market. Tell us a little more about it. Yeah, it's it's different than what's been a lot out there. So the, the Railroad Commission, which I know sounds weird to say in Texas, publishes the amount of oil and gas that companies pull from the ground in Texas. And, as, and what we do is every year we will weight the index based on that report. So, and you have to have pulled at least 0.1% of oil from the ground for the last 10 years to be included. So that's the starting point. And as you keep pulling oil and gas from the ground, depending on the weight, how much you pull out, well, your weight will reset every March. It's very different than others because it's only revolving around what happens in the state of Texas and how much you consistently come through by taking oil and keeping your business going. Yeah, that does sound very unique. Oil tea is also index linked. So how often is the fund index rebalanced and what else should investors know about it? So it rebalances uh, quarterly and it reconstitutes annually, which is every March. So it'll rebalance back to the weights set for how much you pull out at the end of every quarter. But it resets itself every March and it, so it reconstitutes. What's different is what, what's interesting about oil in Texas is we're Texas is the fourth largest producer of oil around the world and by far the largest in the U.S. Uh, and if you've seen the recent reports, um, oil there's been more oil pulled in the last year out of Texas than there has been before in years past. And so it's an alternative way to look at the oil market. And it really does for an equity product, which is the most important, it, do, it does own equities. Right now it's got about 30 to 35 in that range. So it's not futures-based, so you don't have to worry about those famous K-1s that everyone hates. Um, but you're really getting exposure to something that actually ties relatively close on a correlation basis to WTI, West Texas Intermediate. Um, and again, it's one of those things that's just a unique thought process bringing forth the state of Texas, what we do well, into an ETF that investors can invest in in an easy way. Are you able to share some of the names? I mean, might we be familiar with some of these companies? Absolutely. Right now, the largest holding actually is my favorite ticker, which is FANG, because it always connotates something else, but it's Diamondback Energy. Right? Um, then you have ConocoPhillips, Pioneer, um, Occidental, ExxonMobil are, are the top five, as an example. 
Um, and it's, it does own what's different about this versus others. It does own some foreign securities. There are two Japanese companies as well as two European companies that drill within the state. And so those companies are included as well. Yeah, that's very interesting. Um, how do you see this fund being deployed inside a diversified portfolio? Well, we always talk about commodities in, in some sense and people wanting exposure. And obviously the, the largest commodity, single commodity that comes out of the U.S. is oil. Um, so what people tend to do is they'll put a sleeve of whether it's alternatives or, um, you know, it could be partnered with other natural resources. But if you really believe that oil is going to go up, this is where you'd want to invest in a sense. Um, oil is one of those things that obviously every time there's some crazy outbreak in Europe or somewhere else that tends to, you'll see oil going up. And even with recent news around what's been happening, oil started to move. And in the end, what you're really looking at here is you're not just betting on oil because right there's, there's Brent and others. What you're really looking at is you're looking to put oil in your portfolio in the fastest growing economy in the United States. And if you break down the United States to each individual state, Texas has been the fastest growing economy for a long time now. And so not only are you picking on oil, you're saying, I want to be part of something that has the fastest growing economy as well. Because in the end, Texas is also the number one exporter state in the U.S. And a big portion of that can be is oil. Well, we'll leave it there. Ed Rosenberg, thank you so much for joining us here on First Look ETF. It's great to have you. Thank you so much for having me. As the number of retirees swells, the demand for investments that generate sustainable and high income continues to grow. How can you enhance your portfolio's overall income strategy? Well, here to discuss a new ETF that targets high income opportunities is Jay Pestricelli, Portfolio Manager and CEO at Zega Financial. Hi, Jay. It's great to see you. Hi, Stephanie. Great to be back. Yeah, we have uh, a unique fund that was recently launched in a partnership with, uh, with SoFi, and the name of the fund is the SoFi Enhanced Yield ETF. Yeah, the uh, ticker there, THTA. Do you, do you, is it Theta? Yeah, there's a little trick in that name. We do call it Theta, which uh, should give you a little bit of a hint of what the strategy is about. Theta is the option Greek that represents time decay, like growth from time decay. And so that's really what the strategy is. You talk about a higher yielding strategy that's driven uh, returns through selling options, options that benefit from the natural time decay of options, hence the name Theta. That's where it came from. Very cool. Um, Theta is also actively managed. What is the target allocation to the various income strategies used by the fund? And then how often are these allocations adjusted? Yeah, Theta, we like to say Theta is appropriate uh, piece for any investor. But again, depending on your risk appetite, we like to say between 10 to 20 percent allocation because it's more of an alternative income strategy, right? It's not stocks. It's not bonds. While there are, is a bond component to it, really, the returns are driven by option premium, which is we would consider an alternative source of income. So when you think about modern portfolios and you think about how to rebuild these days, having a slice allocated to alternatives is important, anything that's not stocks or bonds. So we like to say between 10 to 20 percent because it's designed to kick out returns regardless of up, down or sideways markets as it just benefits from the time to cave options. Yeah, and that makes total sense, again, especially for people who are maybe, you know, at or nearing retirement. 
Yeah, exactly. You know, when, when you look at a year like, say, last year, even two years ago, well, you had strong stock market returns and weak stock market returns the year before. A strategy like Theta will just kind of consistently kick out those returns that, you know, have a very targeted number that can range from the 8 to 12 percent that's really directed towards capturing the volatility within the market. And that doesn't always mean you need markets to go up or down for it to generate returns. And when you think of investors, how do you see a fund like Theta being deployed inside a diversified portfolio? Yeah, I mean, we, we look at it truly as a diversifier because it will be like nothing else that you have in a traditional portfolio. Again, that option premium is a, is a unique source of generating returns. Sometimes you'll capture that in some, uh, you know, some of the larger funds that are out there. But really, this one focuses in on, uh, on an alternative. So, yes, we would definitely see the allocation uh, as something that's unique in that 10 to 20 percent range. Sounds great. Jay, thank you so much for joining us here on First Look ETF. And that does it for today's episode of First Look ETF. If you enjoyed the show, tell us in the comment section below and by hitting the like button. Want to give a big thanks to all of our guests, along with Douglas Jonas from the New York Stock Exchange. Be sure to check out ETFcentral.com to learn more. I'm Stephanie Stanton with ETF Guide. Thanks for watching. We'll see you next time. Today's episode of First Look ETF is brought to you by the New York Stock Exchange, the home of ETFs. To hear from experts across the ETF market, visit homeofetfs.com. NYSE has sponsored this production by ETF Guide LLC for illustrative, informational, and educational purposes only, without regard to any particular investor's objectives, financial situation, or circumstances. NYSE neither represents nor warrants the accuracy or correctness of any of the statements in the production, which has been independently assembled by ETF Guide LLC and with whom sole editorial control rests. NYSE makes no recommendation as to possible benefits from any securities or trading strategies, and this production is not a rec- recommendation, offer, or solicitation of an offer to buy or sell any security or engage in any trading strategy. Prior to the execution of a purchase or sale of any security, you are advised to consult with your own advisors.